0: It didn't
1: listen to me. It walked out of the thicket. It turned around and looked at me. They
2: looked up and in this tree, there was a monkey man. And the monkey man jumped down out of the tree and started running away.
1: And suddenly, they're right in front of the car. He slams on the brakes and manages to stop. Skidding because it's like quite, you know, and um, graveling. And for literally for about a second and a half, they just stood there because they don't know where to go. And you tell them they're panicking, they're like roofing, nothing. Their, their their face is like twitching.
2: Back to bigfoot society a podcast where we focus on cryptids the strange and the unexplained of this world if you've got a story or something weird to share send an email over to me at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. and if you'd like to support this show head on over to patreon.com forward slash the bigfoot society and now on with the show all right, Bigfoot Society, I've got the pleasure of talking to Mr. Kevin O'Wellen from the Spokane, Washington area, uh, a Bigfooter
1: out there. How's it going today, Kevin? Oh, great. Great. Um, lots to talk about. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Um, I'm a lifelong Bigfoot enthusiast. Um but uh, I and I've lived in this area all my life and I graduated from Washington State University College of Veterinary Medicine mm. and I was a veterinarian for 35 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I recently retired, uh, though. And so that means more time to get out there in the woods. And uh, as a veterinarian, I like to uh, approach things from a biology um, um, scientific uh, uh, angle uh, an approach uh, approach things first uh, that way but um, what got me started uh, or got my interest uh, in Bigfoot was at the age of 10 years uh, I saw Roger Patterson present in person that's so cool the Patterson Gimlin film here in Spokane and that night I got his autograph wow uh, later I signed up for His bulletins, uh, I I sometimes Mm -hmm. refer to them as newsletters, but uh, he sent out, uh, yeah, about three a year. um, And I had seven original uh, bulletins from him that I kept all through my life. Man. And just recently, I thought, you know, I, I need to do something uh, with this history. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I had my original membership certificate That's uh, so you know, cool. yeah, that came with these bulletins and such. And uh, so, all this, like I say, originally uh, from Roger Patterson. And I recently donated them to the North American Bigfoot Center in mm-hmm. Boring, yeah, Boring, Oregon, Cliff Berrickman's. Yeah. Bigfoot Center. So
2: that's, uh, one of the, the, the big takeaways I had from your book incessantly bigfooting. that you can get, um, which is a really well written book. It's, it's very interesting, mm-hmm. but I like how you, in that book, you actually have, uh, quotes from Patterson's bulletins kind of interspersed through the chapters, which is really cool. Um, uh, being able to read, you know, some parts of those bulletins that, uh, that uh roger patterson would send out um so you were a very young individual i would imagine when you when you saw patterson uh present that film do you remember anything you know anything that struck you you know being able to to see him present like what came across to you as how, how he was as a person or anything like that
1: or yeah I, I still remember okay. these guys on stage in cowboy boots and wow yeah I, I still remember that and and then I remember the film uh, coming on and uh, you know on a big screen like that uh, in the Spokane Coliseum and my mind was just you know like look at that animal you mm. know, look at that move that's an animal. That's not a person in a suit. Wow. Yeah. And I still, yeah, that just, you know, and that's just been with me all my life was that that was my first thoughts. That's an animal. What approximate year was that, would you say? It would have been that I can't remember the month. And, okay. and I, you know, and I wish I would have had, I don't know if they gave out any kind of uh, official tickets or anything. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have had an original. Oh, ticket. that would have been cool. Yeah. Yep. yeah, That would yep. have been something too, to go along with, with getting his autograph and that. But, um, but anyway, um, you know, he did this tour. So he actually, he was um, down in, in Portland and in Salem, Oregon. Oh, he wow. was in, in Idaho, uh, uh, I can't remember all those different places. Was he in Missoula, Montana? And he? so he did this tour before going to Vancouver, British Columbia. And mm. that's where all the primatologists, all the science, uh, scientific okay. people uh, gathered to watch the film uh, was in Vancouver, British Columbia. Oh, interesting.
2: OK, that, that's really cool. So this uh, is probably take uh, place a few years after 67 then? Oh, just actually months. Oh, it was months so, yeah, after. Yeah, it was months really. Yeah.
1: And when I signed up for his bulletins, my uh original uh, membership certificate, it was dated like March of 69. Oh wow. So, yeah. So, he was doing he was all involved after of course uh, October of 67 and yeah. of course he was all involved those that next, those next several months and that next year with, you know, um, the film and and mm. yeah, and everybody analyzing the film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Intense. then he, yeah, and then he got his um, his uh, uh, Bigfoot association, his research association, uh, going and uh, put out like say, put out these newsletters and uh, six dollars a year back then. And uh, so that's, that's why awesome. I, I signed up <laughs> the first of <laughs> the first of 1969, then I signed up for.
2: It really was the original Bigfoot Patreon, it you know Patterson's Club. Well, That's his, amazing. Yeah, cost and ta- everything.
1: You were talking about you know the the quotes and that and yeah and the things that he wrote in those newsletters that he his thinking was. I mean, we're still doing the same things now or things now that sure. he was wanting to do and doing back then. Wow, he, his thinking was far ahead and yeah mm. he was so wild he yeah he knew
2: Bigfoot was um was uh Bob Gimlin on stage uh during that as well I, no that's just no. my lack of information no,
1: you know okay yeah if you if you go th- check with the history or, okay. or follow the history you know there yeah. was a, a separation there
2: oh that's right yeah I yeah. forgot about that okay I so, uh, gotcha gotcha so some other gentlemen um that were involved there in was another yeah There was okay. some other people. gotcha here. all right fair enough uh wow um the cool thing that you mentioned you've already mentioned it but uh people can go to the north american bigfoot center and they can see uh your stuff that you donated in i believe it was 2011 um cliff has that up on you know people can actually see it. and he took a cat uh a cast uh made a copy of one of your bigfoot uh casts as well right
1: yeah i had a sighting and i i was fortunate enough to uh have a track there then and wow. i got a cow was on a on the hillside where it went over the embankment uh from the, the forest service road the logging road and uh the, there on the hillside was this track and we walked up to it and the first thing that i know there, there was a big toe but then also mm. the first almost what caught my attention more was there was this like little toe that was angled out and it had pushed, it had slid, and pushed oh, wow. up dirt in front of the toes. And um, I always try to take pictures uh, of any possible track that I find, and 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 not just one picture from above. We we see that all the time, right? Everybody ta- wants to take a picture from above. They put their boot by it, uh-huh. but you. But with due to light angles, you should take um, five pictures of each track uh, from the front, from the back, from each side, and from above. And so I walked up to it and was going to take, start taking pictures. And I actually slipped on the hillside and slid on my oh, hip. Wow. And so I just, you know, yeah. So I'm like, forget the pictures. I need to try to cast this thing. And I, uh, the cast material was starting to run downhill. Of course. I was panicking. I was like, oh no, this isn't going to, this isn't going to work. But the cast did turn out very well and cliff Berrickman, yeah uh, made copies of it
0: mm. and
1: uh, he has the, uh, then a copy i have the original but he has a copy on display at the north american bigfoot center and so it it um on the you know how these forest service roads these logging roads are cut into the hillsides and so on the left was this the hillside going up and on my right then was the drop-off going downhill and there was this boulder that was like three and a half feet high. And I measured later uh, approximately three and a half feet high, three and a half feet wide, uh, extended up the road for uh, four and a half feet. And I look up, come around this corner and I look up ahead and I see black between this boulder and the hillside on the left. Oh, wow. But I, you know, but there's black decaying wood all over the forest so Mm -hmm. i didn't think anything of it you know and so but i kept approaching this boulder and the road had to curve around it just a little bit and it was really narrow at that spot so my focus went to the you know like okay i gotta creep around this boulder you know yeah and 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 paying attention to how the road went there just wide enough to get around it and all of a sudden this figure leaped out really behind the boulder yeah and so I did not see a face uh this was side view but it was in the air it leaped and yeah and so and there was no nose no ears uh you know it was black uh, short hair or bear length hair and -hmm. some people may say you know well you saw a bear but it was, uh, it was there. There was no nose. There were no front legs. There were no arms out. Oh. <laughs> Even okay. though it, it reminded me of like, if I was looking side at, from the side view at a quarter at a linebacker lunging to tackle a quarterback. Okay. And wow. So this is yeah. So if that gives you an idea then, and so, and it was about the size of a football player like that, about the size of like a linebacker. Um, and so like I say, no arms even stretched out. And what really confused me, what I really had to process for a while was there was these things sticking up and it was like, it's like a wing tip. It reminded me, you know, my mind, your mind goes to common things that you see. And so it's like a, a raven wing, a, you know, crow, a wingtip. What is this? Well, after a while, I realized its arms were back along its sides hmm. and its hand was sticking up then. And it's the fingers that I saw sticking up. See, see picture that. I've, I've seen
2: that imagery in other places, too. I, I, I can't remember well, where, yeah. but I, that oh. sounds so familiar.
1: Wow. Yeah. And if it was a bear, then then so then uh, my Great friend and 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 fellow investigator and his wife were in their car behind me and they and this road was getting overgrown and it even dead-ended uh back up you know whatever couple miles later sure. but anyway um the boughs were growing into the road you know and of course uh, my truck gets scratched up i don't know when i come back from from trips i don't know what's more scratched up me or my truck you know <laughs> and so um but anyway uh there were bows sticking out in the road and, the, and it landed on the edge of the road before going down over the embankment on my right side and i could see this like a black butt you know part of the body yeah and but there were bows sticking out and so anyway uh, it went over the embankment we got out it came to a stop we got out my friend says well look it almost was like there's two impressions here like maybe where two feet landed and then we looked over the looked yeah looked over the embankment and there was this little clear area right there Uh, you know he didn't go into the timber Uh, there was a little bit of a open spot on this hillside. And that's where it's like, when I'm like, well, look, you know, there's like, there's something there. There's like a track, a skid mark, you know, and then even further down below that was a true skid mark, you know, no track, just a a slide, a skid. So if it was a bear, there should be, should have been four tracks, four Uh slide marks, Uh four, four legs. This was like something on two legs wow so like i say so then then we got i got the cast that, that turned out well and and it's it's good to practice casting you know anything um i've got some casts of, of cougar tracks that show the claw
0: okay cool.
1: so yeah so you know when you're out there you know hey make a cast of whatever bear track a cougar track just practice
2: uh what material do you find best is uh, uh best works for you
1: i love the dental
2: stone okay i haven't heard that yeah. yet interesting yeah
1: yeah okay. it's it's even a little bit you know all the chemical i don't know all the <laughs> all the chemistry with, sure. with the materials but but it's uh, maybe even a little better than the hydrocal okay ultracal. yeah
2: interesting yeah that one comes up a lot uh when i when i talk to uh to researchers um so a few follow-up questions on that. So you were able to, were you able to get a, a really good look in, at the, uh,
1: the, the Bigfoot's face? No, because okay. it was, yeah, it was sideways. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It went sideways. And so it was like, and, and, before we turned, we were on another Forest Service road, and then we turned up this one, and we were climbing up there a little bit. And but down where we turned, there was a couple elk. Uh, they weren't spooky. Mm. They weren't running. They were just standing there. Okay. And uh, we drove by them. And so, you know, I did, was a Bigfoot out uh, following the elk or seeing where they were at or chasing them. You know, maybe, oh, yeah, who knows? Or maybe they didn't have one. Didn't have anything to do with the other. But then. Did it hear us coming up the road Mm. and it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to jump behind this or I'm going to get down behind this boulder. And so, see, yeah. And so it was trying to hide. And then as we kept approaching, I was getting closer and closer and, you know, and I can't tell you exactly the distance, but because I was moving and I can't even tell you how fast I was going. I don't know if I was doing five miles an hour, 10, 15 miles an uh-huh. hour, and I'm getting closer to this boulder. And, um, and then it was like, and then it was like, Oh, you know, I got to get out of here. Um, wow. I was trying to hide if it was trying to hide behind that boulder. So how, how often, you know, probably in my opinion, all the time, do they get down on all fours to hide? Do they get down on the, brush? Uh-huh. do they stand behind a tree? And let us walk right by; they remain motionless. They can blend in with the terrain. It's wild. And just hot, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> one thing that Roger Patterson said too, in in those bulletins of his, was that he believed that yeah, they can completely elude us if they so desire.
2: Sure, yeah. I, I believe that as well, and maybe for a few different reasons that you know uh, science doesn't fully understand yet. Who knows? But. Um, That 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 sighting is that's that's an incredible story. Have there been other uh, Bigfoot reports, um, evidence found in that same area or. Yeah. Great question,
1: because actually I do travel around around the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. And I go check out areas where there have been reports. Mm -hmm. And so this area, there was I did I did a report, you know, interviewed somebody. Uh, It was a class B. Uh, Mm -hmm. A strong class B, which is not a sighting, not, you know, Um, so um, I did a strong class B uh, in that area. uh, And then uh, my friend and I had been there the summer before and we had some some stuff that we heard. And so then we decided to go back and we decided to go a little bit further north. And then that's when we were going into this area. And yeah, yeah.
2: Very cool. Um, let's rewind a, a little bit. Was there a, you know, you, you had the probably super influential, you know, watching the the copy of the film or maybe even the original film presented by Roger Patterson a uh, few months after the 67 sighting, uh, roughly about, I mean, it's the 55th anniversary. Um, was there a certain point, though, after that in your life where, you know, you you had something that really like clicked it in like okay i want to super look for bigfoot now or was it that initial you know seeing the film that just set you on this path through your entire life
1: oh well i kept you know of course my interest then was sky high mm-hmm. yeah. and so and and our local newspaper would carry articles now and then back okay. then, back then and um and so i would cut those out uh i kept nice. my ear yeah i and i just kept my ears open for uh any reports about somebody seeing a bigfoot and uh, of course back then there there was no social media or, right yeah <laughs> and so yeah with yeah with my my age that i'm at now <laughs> and uh, so um but anyway back then yeah i just ha- had to th- you know, things came through the grapevine and just like, you know, well, did you hear there was a sighting, you know, and I'm like, where, you know, Hmm. where in Northeast Washington, you know, and, and that, uh, what time of day was it and, and things like that. And so just kind of, you know, in the memory banks, um, things would go. And so, yeah, I just, and uh, my dad was an avid outdoorsman. You know, he had me out there in the woods when I, you know, could barely keep up with them walking yeah Yeah. and so but and and of course he would say you know i was like oh i've hunted all over you know eastern washington and and this and that i don't believe in bigfoot i don't think it's out there you know but when i would be out there i just you know kept my eyes and ears open and just you know just in case nice um yeah
2: um a few, few questions in my mind right now. Um, just randomly, I want to ask you, because it sounds like you've been involved with Bigfooting for a long time. Um, a period of Bigfoot history that I think is really interesting, it's probably because of my age as well. Um, what was it like uh, researching Bigfoot in the 1990s?
1: Um, I actually, I heard my first Ohio howl. Uh, you know, around oh, really? Yeah, uh, before it was even called Ohio Howl. Wow, I believe it was really? nicknamed, you know, Ohio Howell in 1995. Yeah. Then, but um, so but I had heard things like that, uh, before I'd been paralleled, you know, the the Bigfoot behavior of paralleling hmm. and and I, you know, and things like that. And if if I would have known back then what i know now or what i've developed now my approach that i have now if i would have had that back then you know i i could have maybe had even more encounters or heard more things then wow. too and so <clears throat> because now i approach things of that um you know i i want to just have them be curious of what i'm doing i want to th- okay. have them feel comfortable of, of what i'm doing out there and going camping and such. And um, and I want I want them to come into camp or hang around camp. I, I want to f- learn, you know, what is attracting them? What are they interested in? If they come into camp, what what are what are they doing? What's attracting them? You know, are they gonna play with a camp stove or what? You know, anything. It's like right. I, you know, I want to know and I want them to come back, you know, then feel comfortable to come back the next nights and we've had those uh, then uh, and i've been fortunate to have a lot of different encounters and, and experiences and, and and we've actually had that a, a number of times where they have come into camp um, you know night after night after we go into their tents and i do okay. believe I, I do believe that they they know what the sound of a tent zipper means you know, they see us come in. They go, okay, you know, I know. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Here we, well, no, but we're talking about, you know, uh, about these things like this, uh, crazy things like tent zipper. Well, don't you think they've watched us go in and out of our tents all the time?
2: So this is, I reacted that way because there's an experience I had in the expedition where I captured some audio uh, at three forty-five in the morning in Iowa, and it's regarding a, a zipper. And I, it was no one in in camp that actually manned the zipper. Mm-hmm. Um, have uh, Have you ever had experiences where you've had a Bigfoot, you know, that mess around with a zipper or anything like that? Or
1: I've had my tent shaken multiple times. Okay, oh, I've wow. had I've had rubbing on the vestibule of my tent. You know, mm, and wow. and things like that. And then one time when we had them, <clears throat> excuse me, when we had them coming in to, to camp, um, it was at the I can't remember the second or third night. And uh, my one friend and fellow investigator, her tent was, you know, whatever thirty feet away from mine. Sure. Or, you know, yeah, just over from my. And anyway, um, um, I was I had gone into my tent, you know, get my boots off and everything like that. I'm standing over my sleeping bag, not even in there yet, yeah. and I hear her say, "Hello." Oh no! And they there was rubbing on two sides of her tent, and she had this this it wasn't the she had some kind of this fly. It wasn't really the, her vestibule, but there was like a zipper uh, there on the fly of the tent, and, it's, and she heard that zipper go up, start oh to go, up. Goodness,
0: and that's really? when she
1: and that's when she said hello. And, and I'm standing there over my sleeping bag. And I'm like, what already? I'm not even, I'm not even in the sack yet. And it's like, and she, and they're already, they've already come into camp. Like I say, so you, holy explain, mackerel, you explain that to me rubbing on two sides of uh, that. It's not a bear pushing its nose into the side of the tent or anything like that. You know? So I often will say to people, okay, you explain that to me rubbing on two sides of her tent she hears a zipper move and that and wow that, dude yeah, that's, that's wild yeah you know and um so yeah and you know that's what we want that's what i want you know i want i want them to feel comfortable to come into camp you know like that night after night uh have experiences like that have other people you know get have experiences and 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 then like i say and i'm learning you know then yeah what are they doing? What are they attracted to? Uh, I want to learn about their behavior. Uh, when I read a report, uh, when I interview somebody uh, or, or read any report, uh, talk to somebody, I'm like, well, what was the what was the behavior of the Bigfoot? What was the uh, Bigfoot doing? You know, uh-huh. What were the people doing? Uh. You know, somebody will, somebody will say, well, we just finished cooking dinner, you know, over the campfire. Sure. And I'm like, well, what was, what was for dinner? yeah <laughs> what, what were you right, cooking right. Mm-hmm. yeah what was the smell
2: have you found um you know in your many different expeditions have you found that there are certain things you were doing in camp maybe there was you know uh you know something you were always doing that seemed to attract them in or was it just mainly random yeah,
0: it yeah just, okay just,
1: just random stuff but but also, my approach part of my approach is that if I have to be their entertainment, mm.
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, okay,
1: yeah. so yep. uh, yeah, so I'm not a musician, but I do carry a a, a wooden flute, Native American, oh, wooden, cool, wooden flute with me, a okay. harmonica, all right, you know, so um, and so yeah, I'll um, try those, and
2: yeah, I've heard of um, you know, I know I have a few uh, friends uh researchers uh you know Ron Man reeds used a didgeridoo before uh tate hieronymus used a, a bass guitar before
0: yeah
2: uh, there's all sorts of wild things that you know and it's it's uh, getting their attention enough uh-huh. to have them come in so i totally yeah. get what you're saying um what do you remember uh was there a point you know, looking back over the years where you finally were, you know, there's no social media, there's no internet. Do you remember the point where you, you were able to finally find um, your like-minded, you found your first other Bigfoot researcher and it wasn't just you doing stuff by yourself anymore, or did you have people with you from the very get go?
1: I've been, well, I've been fortunate that, uh, Virtually all of my family are. Oh, wow. Yeah, Bigfoot enthusiasts. That's huge. Yeah. So, I mean, to, you know, just, yeah, to just, you know, have family there in camp that's like, you know, yeah, we hear something, you know, and then, you know, everybody questions could, you know, could that have been a Bigfoot or, or not, you know, and um, and so yeah, that and then that brings me to a couple things too. So yeah, so I've been fortunate, like say, to be with family members and, and sure, and too. yeah. But then then that brings me to a couple points also that you know when when you're out there camping and you, and you hear something, it's like I like to have two or more Bigfoot related things, vocalizations or whatever, or mm. you know, so 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 yeah, you hear a howl in the woods, well there's lots of things that howl in the woods. So can you give me some more, something else? Did you hear howls, wood knocks? Did you go look for tracks the next day? Did you find sure. some poss- yeah, possible tracks? You know, things like that. And, and then also I always like to, to say and, and keep in mind um, that almost all of the time, it's going to be something else other than Bigfoot. But sometimes okay. it can't yeah. be anything else except Bigfoot. So, but, so if you have that, if I have that in my mind, then even if I see a track, rather than like, whoa, there's a Bigfoot track. N- no, the first, I want to, and first thing in my mind is I want to rule out, is that a bear double-step track? Is exactly. That, is yep. that bear, yeah, yep. that bear, you know, and, you know, one time my f- friend and fellow investigator, we studied this track along a little tiny a stream, and I don't know. I don't know how long we studied that thing, you know. And I was about ready to go. We couldn't tell if it was a bear double step or or Bigfoot. I was about ready to get go up back to the truck and get the casting material uh, when we had been there for so long that the light angle changed. And I mentioned, you know, light mm. angles, uh, looking at tracks, uh-huh. and it's like the light angle changed, and all of a sudden we started to see something. And I'm like, oh, that could be a claw a bear claw you know like that's like no this looks like a bear double step okay so but i like i say you know that's why i like to get down on my knees and have my face right over a track um i like to um you know you need to look at it from different angles you know I get down on your knees look at it from the left from the right you know this and that um and and so yeah we have pictures all over social media but uh, pictures just don't do it do them justice you know the tracks a lot of times there's just one picture you know and and i wasn't there i didn't see what somebody else was how they were examining a track or anything like that so yeah i i just don't comment on on like pictures like that gotcha it, yeah you you know, like I say, I wasn't there and, and right. so many times because of the light angles that a picture just doesn't do it justice.
2: So you're you're going so you're going on, you know, you have your your family expeditions over the years where you, you know, you you're pretty much going hunting. or you going camping with your family, but also looking for Bigfoot at the same time is kind of yeah. how that sounds like to me. But also you've been involved with many actual BFRO expeditions,
1: correct? Yeah, I've organized and. OK. Yeah. And, co-led. Um, approximately
2: how many of those do you think you've been involved with over the years?
1: Um, I, I believe I've co-led being all you know, like been a co-leader. I like to have a co-leader and, yeah. uh, yeah. And, uh, I believe seven that I, okay, cool. Officially. Yeah. Is and there, but then I've been, been on others though, too. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But That's just, just as, yeah, just yeah. as, yeah, just as a, a leader, a co-leader. Interesting.
2: Um, is, are there any of those that stand out uh, in your memories where you're like, wow, we had some really crazy stuff happen on that expedition that you could oh, share?
1: Wow. Oh, yeah. the very first one that I went on. okay, And I have this in, in my book that uh, I, I, I thought I'd been like I say it had been a while that that I thought about doing something with that history that I had that really mm-hmm. Roger Patterson history and, and that. And so, and then I wanted to kind of get the word out about that. And so I wrote that in this little book that I did incessantly big footing. Yep. And, and I also, um, uh, um, then when you read the book, then my sense of humor takes over. So oh, there yeah, will definitely. Be part, yeah. So there big will time. be parts, there will be parts in there then that, um, that, uh, that you're, gonna get some chalky all right that's what that's what i that's what i wanted. yes yeah and so anyway um um like say uh getting that history out there but um so Going back, so what was your question again? Was with um,
2: thinking uh, over the years of the different expeditions you've either co-led first, or been a member what, of? Yeah, any in that stand out that were wild. The very
1: first. Yeah, yeah. The very first BFRO expedition that mm-hmm. I went on, um, and I wrote about that uh, in the the incessantly bigfooting. Uh, I there was an encounter uh, I was involved with, uh, along with two other people, and I almost consider it more rare than a sighting or as rare than oh, a sighting wow. because it, we listened to this deer on the hillside uh, right after dark and we could follow it because it was blowing and blowing. And, and like I say, you'll you'll have to check it out in the book because I, I have it all detailed. Yeah. When I got back to camp, uh, my short-term memory was, was just there and mm. I took notes. I wrote down then what happened, the sequence of events and then and so have that in my Bigfoot journal. And so that uh, that I put in the book is right out of my notes, right out of my awesome. Bigfoot journal. Okay. And, and so it basically to kind of sum up this, the story, though, without going into the ton of details that yep. was in there, uh, it, it looked like we actually interrupted a deer hunt that they were doing. Wow. They, yeah that, that yeah like I say you, you just have to go through the details and, and, and everything before and then even the next morning when we went to look for tracks and that mm. uh, on that hillside and yeah it, it was like there was we think there was four of them, uh, three at the minimum that actually had like a deer drive, a, a deer ambush wow. hunt go on
2: that that's intense. I mean, you can only imagine, like you probably wouldn't want to step in front of a a few Bigfoot as they're trying to hunt some deer that they might not respond kindly to that. So that's, I don't know how I would, I would react in that situation. Wow. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's been people witnesses that have seen, you know, Bigfoot carrying a deer oh sure yeah oh yeah you know and things like that yeah Yeah. but it's like we just we had this thing unfold and it was like you know it's like they were hunting this thing it's like they had it corralled on the hillside and um um, what yeah well one when we got back to camp uh, and the deer did not we did not hear the deer the deer escaped (laughs) <laughs> to, to okay somewhat,
2: yeah, yeah. Gotcha. But, gotcha yeah
1: so the deer because of what we started doing and then that that messed things up and and so the deer did get away and uh, one lady back at camp said oh i'm glad the deer got away and so you know but um yeah it's <laughs> <So, laughs>
2: funny yeah, yeah. um do you, uh, when you go out on an expedition over the years, have you uh, had a recorder out and been capturing audio? Yes. Okay. Have and, you captured and, any cool stuff on audio?
1: Um, well, all kinds of things. I mean, mm-hmm. everything from meowing <laughs> bobcats.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, sure. So, you know, and and the audio really helps. I mean, um, when you're awakened in, in the middle of the night, and you know and, and you, it sure sounds like there's something whooping there's yep. woos but i review my audio and it's like no those were owls
2: yeah exactly so,
1: yeah so the mm-hmm. audio really helps you confirm and it helps you uh, rule out things then and it helps you confirm um the, what you did here uh, and so the audio is valuable that way um the uh, i had something in my pop in my mind an example um oh the one uh, one time they had heard some some other people had heard some wood knocks okay and i can't remember if they had heard three or four the, there was answering back and forth so when i checked my audio and listening to it closely i counted off in the distance uh, then two were knocks i counted 11. wow yeah so it can help you so yeah it's like okay yeah somebody in camp heard like three wood knocks or whatever three or four you go to your audio and wow Wow. i counted 11. that's crazy yeah so yeah the audio is 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 valuable um i'm not a believer much in i use them but i'm not really a have much confidence with trail cameras i believe i believe that they can they they know that they're there they can see them
2: i i hear that a lot where that seems to be the consensus where (laughs) unless (laughs) you could get a non-electronic trail cam good luck um yeah they just something is given off and it wigs them out i don't know but yeah um something i wanted to talk to you about uh that I, I found interesting is you were actually involved with uh, the, uh, the Jack Osborne and Jason Muse uh, Bigfoot special on discovery. Plus how did walk, you know, walk me through, how, how did that come about Did you just get randomly contacted or how was
1: that? Well, uh, because I have uh, published reports uh, like uh, through, the, yep. through the bfro sure so yeah so those reports are out there to the public you know and and yeah they they read the reports uh, of what's gone on in the past in in an area and uh so yeah um i was contacted and uh and and other investigators too but but uh, yeah i was on there uh, my part was a campfire scene a campfire sit down uh, with jack osborne and jason muse and uh they everything everybody was a blast uh, mm. you know th- those two and and the entire crew uh and so everybody was great and it was filmed in north idaho okay it, yeah and so you'll get a get a glimpse of beautiful north idaho and um and yeah, it was, it was great. So it's just, it's streaming on discovery plus, right? Yeah. 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 That's
2: cool. That's cool. Have you been involved with uh, any other uh, media like that over the years
1: or Um, not really not too much? Okay. No, that way. All right. Yeah.
2: Um, Man, this has been a extremely fun chat. I've talked to another, a few other uh, investigators that have been on, uh, BFRO chat or BFRO expeditions. And it's always fun. Um, <laughs> let's say you have someone new coming to the expedition or like they're a newer investigator, right? Are there certain things that like, uh, you want to make sure that they know before they come in with the rest of, of the, uh, investigators on the expedition?
1: Well, yeah. Everybody has their their own approach, you know, mm-hmm. doing things. And if it's if it's working for you, keep doing what you're doing, you know. But so you know, every um, leader or or you know, every expedition is going to have maybe a little different uh, angle, different okay. approach, you know, too. But but uh, like I say, uh, my approach then is to to get them uh, the new people then too is get them thinking about. Uh, and share with them uh, things to do to mm. get, yeah, to bring up the curiosity of Bigfoot. Um, you know, that, that if they're in the area at all, uh, they hear you, they hear us coming into the area. They, they know we're there. Uh, sure. if yeah. Unless they're, you know, 30 miles away. But so, yeah, if they're around, we want to, you know, encourage uh, encounters and, and get some experiences uh, for people. And, and like I say, I encourage them to think out of the box of different things to try and do um, and get that curiosity going. So um,
2: very nice. Have you uh, over the years, you know, been out in the woods uh, looking for Bigfoot investigating, have you ever run into anything that you couldn't explain, but you're pretty sure it wasn't Bigfoot related. Any like weird stuff happen when you're out in the woods? It <laughs> was kind of like, I don't know what's going on here.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, you mean, <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> you mean like, <laughs>
2: I, I mean, yeah. it's it's a pretty open ended question, Kevin. So it's wherever you want to take it, but
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, you mean like lights? Uh, um. yeah. 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 Sure some, some
2: people bring up lights, you know, anything. It's like, <laughs> that's weird. I'm not sure what's you know, like,
0: Oh, you know.
1: <laughs> I've, I've seen, I've seen um, uh, flashes of lights go through okay. the forest. Uh, one time it, it, I believe it was like snow lightning because oh, cool. like, yeah. Cause like there was the front coming in and like half hour later, an hour later started snowing on us. Um, so i I believe that one time that, you know, like say it was snow lightning, Sure. Um, that if that's what they call it, but I've seen flashes of light through the woods. I've seen the orbs, balls of okay. light, too. Yeah. I've had one time I had strange lights um, go across the wall of my tent. Wow. And so. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, um, that's cool. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and, and I and I, you know, of course, some people, uh, yeah, try to associate these things with Bigfoot, you know, and that. And and I'm just like, you know, and the one time that I had um, the lights on on my tent wall, um, I had my uh, pop up shade canopy out in front of my tent. Okay. And 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 so not only the the roof, but I also had a shade wall on it, too. And I had rubbing on the shade wall and tapping on the roof of the of the shade canopy uh before these lights occurred and oh, you know and yeah so i so you know so it's like okay it was, it could could that have been a bigfoot was was is is this bigfoot behavior or a bigfoot hmm. encounter but then these lights and so so these things that i've that i've seen like like that i it's i just leave it as a mystery I'm not going to try to explain it, you know, what was going on, um, you know, um, <laughs> but I do try to do, uh, you know, recreations and, uh, okay. I tried, yeah. And, and that's important too, if you can, and, and like I say, even if you, um, you well, first of all, let me say with the lights, yeah, yeah, I use, you know, different kind of flashlights, headlamps, a couple different models of headlamps and things like that. And I was trying to say this. There was some kind of a flashlight or somebody in camp. And of course, you ask around the next morning, you know, you know, were you shining a flashlight? Right, you know, right. And, and so you investigate and, and follow up, do things like that, do recreation. And so even like um, uh, it's not recreating uh, seeing a Bigfoot, but like this summer too, there was three of us in the morning. We were hiking this trail, and not a trail that that's a, a Forest Service trail that has a trailhead and a parking spots. You know, at the start of it, we were back in the mountains on this trail, and mm. we were paralleled. We had this paralleling, oh, and, wow, yeah, experience. So you know, so I say, well, recreate it. Well, how do you recreate a paralleling experience? well we went out the same time the next morning same weather conditions same thing and there was no sounds there was none of the branch okay. breaks twig snaps okay. the thumping that was happened the first morning wow yeah so you so if you can follow up on on things like that you know if if you see a bigfoot can you can you go back and and a lot of people are afraid they don't want to hunters will see a bigfoot they don't want to go they give up hunting they don't yeah want they any, don't go back in the woods they don't go back in the yeah. forest. But, but if you can go back and, and look for tracks and things like that you know and and if you do have the chance if something uh, like say is following you or or paralleling you you have some kind of an encounter like that um try to recreate it go back okay so like just a week ago Um, the hunting seasons here in northeast washington are in full swing Uh and deer season is is on and i was out there um i was in a deer stand and there were these doe and out in front of me and they were just blowing and blowing and blowing and down at the other end of the meadow the opening uh there was more blowing back at them and the first thing you know that i think of is well okay have they caught scent of me you know Uh are they yeah they're doing that if everybody if all your, your uh, listeners know what the blowing uh, that the deer do like that, that they're taking in the scent and then they, you know, expel the air out. Gotcha. So all of a sudden, then there's a wood knock behind me mm. followed by a light tap. I call it more of a tap rather than a knock. And I'm like, you know, I'm of course I'm watching these deer and then I'm like, what <laughs> a knock? What you know? What's that? Well, was it a knock? And, and then, after that knock mm. occurred, the deer did settle down, but um, that's weird. Well, but what, but everything that knocks in the forest is not a Bigfoot wood knock. Trill. Could it have been a tree that was cooling down with the temperatures? You know, it was an hour before mm-hmm. sunset, and so could it have been a tree that had popped or was popping? Well, I was back there in that same deer stand, fought for three afternoons following that Mm -hmm. and i never heard any
2: tree pop Yeah, that's interesting similar weather exactly
1: yeah Yeah, we've had yeah yeah, we've had a weather pattern here that's just been Mm. (laughs) same thing every day warm way above average temperatures and until the last two days now uh, that we've got rain so but yeah i was out there and so that's where if you can like i say you know so yeah
2: that's it's some <laughs> try. wild wild stuff. Kevin. Yeah, and try
1: oh, to keep, you know and so then try to keep investigating like that. Try to follow up, you know, like okay, well, yeah, was that was that just a tree that that popped? It was popping a couple times. Well, go back under the same weather conditions, go back the next day and okay. see are you hearing are you hearing trees do that or or yeah. Or not no, that's,
2: that's a great it, idea. No, yeah. Definitely. I like
1: the, Yeah. I like the word investigate because it, it implies that, that we're being a detective, you know, we're, we're looking into this, we're following up on things <clears throat> and, and looking into things.
2: There's a few questions that I, I always like to ask, uh, especially people I talk to, to that are primarily focused on Bigfoot. Um, So they're pretty, they're pretty straightforward too. So um, what do you believe that Bigfoot is? How do you describe what we're dealing with?
1: I, I think they are, you know, uh, uh, a primate, you know, and very close to us. I think they're very, very close to us. And I think they're intelligent and they know how to hide and escape from us, you know, uh, uh, for hardly be seen at all um you know i mean i guess my own sighting that i had what was it trying to hide behind that boulder Mm. you know thinking that we would not see it and then but anyway yeah i do think that they uh as a veterinarian i approach things you know biologically yeah yeah and 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 everything like that. And and even with, of course, population, you know, people, well, how many do you think are out there, you know, and this and that? It's like, well, uh, who, you know, pick a number, who knows? We know, nobody, right, yeah. nobody, it, really, yeah, nobody yeah. really knows, but we can, we can estimate. And so biologically though, um, uh, I think it was 2017, the American scientist had an article okay. and these, yeah. And these scientists were trying to come up with a population number, kind of a minimum number, for uh well and th- what they were doing though too is they were doing plants and animals but yeah like rare plants how many would it take to keep that species going and and or if it's, you're talking about some rare frog or some kind of a mammal they came up with a number then that five thousand would be hmm. a, a great number for long-term evolutionary success wow They said that 500 would probably um, then, you know, would maybe be enough to stop a lot of inbreeding. So but 5000 would be, um, you know, definitely a great number for long term success. So I look at things like like that, then it's like, you know, okay, you know, here's there's some numbers there. But when it comes to Bigfoot, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not going to say, yeah, Yeah. I mean, I've heard, I've heard a number, I've heard, you know, a number like in Idaho, you know, it's like, oh, there's, there's so many in Idaho, it's like, "Mm, I think there's more than that, Um, you know, so yeah, and you want to, like, say, you you can't have a lot of inbreeding, I think a lot of sightings, uh, then, uh, especially crossing highways and things like that, uh, are maybe young males, that are traveling. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Migrate or traveling long miles to go find and start a family unit of their own. Yep.
2: Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of um, people I've talked to in um where I'm from from Iowa, they they think that the primary population is there's a it's a migration thing going through the state definitely. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, and here in the Pacific Northwest, I mean, You know, obviously they don't know where where the Washington, Idaho state line is or the Canadian, the Canadian Canadian state line. So so we can't. So if you're talking about (laughs) populations, it's like, well, okay, we got to look at British Columbia. We got to look at uh the Cascade, Washington Cascades, Northeast Washington, North Idaho. You know, yeah. so you got to start looking at all of that and not just saying, well, there's yeah. There's a family unit here. There's a family unit there. It's like, you know. Has
2: there been a, uh, a piece of evidence that has been most influential to you over the years as a, as a researcher?
1: Well, of course, ha- having the sighting and then getting a track mm-hmm. to go. Okay. Yeah. So, it's, you know, there's two things mm-hmm. right there. Sighting. And something else follow up, and uh, we've we found. Uh, I didn't find it, but it was part of the group that I was with. Um, some others found some hair, and okay. it, yeah, and it did not have you know the yeah. bone marrow type center and the, exactly and things. So, yeah, we had it. We had it checked and and analyzed, and um, oh, wow. so yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah things like that look you know looking for if you see one and we we're talking about trying to have two or more things um with an encounter so uh-huh. if you see one if there really is one peeking out from behind a tree looking at you um then can you go back later and look for hair
2: oh yeah it, it, yeah exactly so you know I mean? yeah. Yeah. yeah Yeah, that's a good point so yep.
1: yeah yep. like last year we had these couple guys were they they didn't see it because it stopped behind this really large tree. And then there was a group of fir trees right around it, but they were like bluff charged. Oh they had this char that charged towards, yeah, and stopped. And they said it sounded like a racehorse breathing back there. Wow. So what do we do? We go back the next morning, and so what do we want to do? We want to rule out elk. So we were looking for elk tracks. Was it an elk breathing, you know, or something like that? We look, We were looking then for elk tracks right there where it stopped and we were combing the bark for hair. yeah yeah, we couldn't find anything, but that's what you want to do, you know, it's like, okay, yep, follow up with things like that. And one last there, one more thing to add to is I always say, um, push the record button, get video not just pictures we want to see oh yeah
2: that's a good point okay
1: we want to see arms swinging we want to see you know a a head turn legs moving okay so no more pictures on social media (laughs) social media video we we want video
2: you want the the evidence the the video evidence yeah. Is what, what you're saying yeah. yeah not just the the photos with the red circles around them yeah <laughs> um there's a question i almost forgot to ask you when you're so let's say you're you're going to your base camp for uh you know your expedition base camp when do you start recording to catch sounds what's your uh, viewpoint on that
1: well right away yeah um, okay yeah i mean you know yep. get an audio uh, recorder uh, hung out there right away and um and so and and of course we can get into battery life and things like that um you can you know you don't have to spend a lot of money on audio recorders i i do have a couple that were fairly expensive mm. uh the uh, wildlife acoustics audio recorders okay. and i can program them i can have them come on an hour before sunset,
0: oh, wow. two hours
1: before sunset, I can have them run 24 hours a day, and so a lot of times I'll have them come on, you know, one or two hours before sunset, and you know, and run to an hour or two hours after sunrise. But then the problem is, yeah. So, but then the problem is, if you hear something that's 30 minutes before my audio recorder has has come on, that it's programmed to come on. If you hear something 30 minutes beforehand, it's like. Oh no! I didn't have the audio going. So, but yeah, those something like that is really nice where I can set the program or have you know, like say, have it come on off, and then the battery life, you know, it'll go for,
2: mm-hmm. it'll,
1: yeah, it yeah, go for oh yeah, weeks. Then yeah, uh, so having
2: it programmed from that, I'm I'm gathering that there are certain times of day that are most important to make sure you're recording for potential bigfoot sounds to happen
1: yeah not only big sounds but then like say other things then too mm-hmm. just during that are out at night um you know like say that the one time i listened to my audio and there's like meow, meow. right <laughs> and it's like <laughs> yeah and <I'm> like, what <laughs> you know that's not what i'm listening for and it's like oh uh okay uh, a bobcat walked under the audio recorder uh, totally. you know? yeah so um so yeah you know so you like say there's a lot more things in the forest uh, uh, or more uh, things that are more common in the forest than Bigfoot. So a lot of times you're going to hear something that's not Bigfoot. And so that's where then, yeah, having the audio going like that. Um,
2: Man, it would be cool yeah. if there'd be a way to deploy an audio recorder to a place before you drive into it. So you can like Uh-oh. get, if they're, you know, uh-huh if there's like warning knocks or something as you're driving into the area.
1: Oh, I've had that. I've had that happen. Oh, really? I pulled in, you know, we, we know that there's a campsite, you know, that's been used for years and years, you know, the the firing is there Uh and I'm going to meet my friend there or something like that. You know, it's like, okay, well let's, we'll meet at that campsite, you know, or whatever. And uh, I pull in there and I step out of my truck and knocks greet me. Wow. So I've had, yeah, oh yeah, I've had that happen, you know. So there, so then again, the, you know, I believe they're smart. They're watching places where people camp or, or do they have, you know, a sentry, a a spy, you know, that's there, that's, that's Mm -hmm. watching different campsites, you know. So they know when, when we get there, when we come in and then it's a matter of, you know, it's like, okay, Hey, you know, we mean no harm. You Know we want you to be curious of what we're doing, yep, and try to get them, like, you know, oh, what are these people doing? You know, <laughs> they're having some fun here, you know, they're exactly like they're hunting, you know, the deer or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, it's like, um,
2: oh, uh, that's funny. Um, over the years, have you been primarily focused on Bigfoot or have there been other cryptids that you've been interested in, slash? looked into is it just primarily been uh bigfoot yeah
1: primarily bigfoot okay i mean i'm i'm open to you know uh, other stories and listening about things you know and, sure. yeah and 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 maybe uh, when i'm interviewing somebody something will come up about some other you know cryptid uh-huh. and and yeah it's like i'll listen you know to it and everything like that but but as far as you know yeah like doing reports for the bfro you know yeah you know it's it's bigfoot. sure yeah yeah and i've even heard that seen that said you know it's like well how come there's not any dogman reports on you know bfro you know <laughs> where, it's it's like BFRO. Well, well yeah where, <laughs> where where is the name word dogman in yeah. field researchers or you know it's like yeah, look i up I, the yeah, north
2: I, american dogman project I, you know I,
1: right yeah, go, yeah yeah and so yeah i yeah i'm into bigfoot yeah
2: Okay. Have you gotten dog uh, dogman reports from your areas or people that try to give you dogman stuff or
1: I've heard I've heard one investigator saw something that he wasn't sure um
0: mm-hmm.
1: what it was and and I've had I like say I've had some other, you know, I'm not gonna say what they were, what the sure. people yeah. saw. Yeah, but they're um, yeah, some different some weird stuff, different yeah. things, yeah. Yeah, the, the gotcha. people have...
2: yeah so, some weird stuff out there. Uh, yeah, a
1: lot of mysteries, and that's what I love. I, that's you know, a, yeah. exactly you know I, why I, I mean. do
2: this. It's try to figure out the weird, the weird mysteries of uh, of the world, and there's a lot of it is focused on you know cryptids and bigfoot, hence the name. But um, Kevin, it's been extremely uh, fun and enlightening talking to you today. Uh, I want to make sure you know uh, to give you the chance. if there's uh, anything we haven't covered that you were wanting to make sure, you know that we cover, you know, now is the chance to to throw it on in or uh, anything like that. Yeah.
1: I just um, you know, following up with like you know, like when I mentioned, you know, yeah, getting their attention, you know, were setting yeah. up camp, yeah, get their attention, you know, and it's like, well, I think too that their their eyes, their eyesight is so good. You know, they can tell. Are we pulling, am I pulling my walking stick out of my truck or am I pulling a rifle? Wow. I, yeah. So I think they, they know, you know, they can tell. And so that's, you know, like I say, everybody has their own approach. But, uh, you know, over the years, I've been able to come up with mine, my, my approach, and I, I like it and I'm going to keep trying it. Uh, and it's playing on their curiosity. And, yeah. And remember, yeah, press the record button.
2: Yeah, press the record button, guys. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Uh, Kevin, awesome chat today. Um, do you mind taking a few minutes uh, reminding people how they can either uh, keep up to date with what you're doing or, you know, um, you know, definitely want to mention your book again, uh, all that good stuff you got going on?
1: yeah it's um i like I say i did write the the um the little book it's an easy read a fun read and like I say my sense of humor does take over uh, a little later in in the book and uh so you should get it should be fun to read and and i'd recommend you know to read it through uh and then uh, read it through a second time because i think you're going to pick up on on bigfoot behaviors and uh-huh. things that i'm referring to even though i'm maybe having some fun with what what I've, what are, has happened with myself and, and my friends and fellow investigators. And, and so I, I, I make a little fun of, of the technology or whatever that we're, that we're doing, but, but yet it's based on, on true stories, you know, then too. And um, so, but you'll have some fun with it. And, uh, and, and I have the, the Bigfoot behaviors and, and investigating uh, Bigfoot in there, uh, things to, to do and what we were doing and you know but then i make fun of it a little bit and right. but yeah it's um and i do have a, a, it's available on amazon um i do have a second book that's about 75 80 percent written oh awesome that, I, that i'm working on yeah and but i think you'll have fun with this one um the the cover was a photo that i took of the sun setting behind mount rainier in the oh, Washington cool. cascades yeah. so if you open up open up the the book like this nice there's, there's mount rainier like that and so Beautiful. yeah have fun out there be safe um you know i know my dad taught me from the very beginning hey you know the the woods are and the mountains are wonderful they're fantastic but they can also be dangerous mm-hmm. so yeah so yeah stay safe and have fun out there
2: i love it thanks so much for coming on t- t- thank today, you for Kim. having me